mother and I really did uh, bond in many ways. And I look back and I think some of the best things that God led me to do are things that we have in the I Love You Mom book. Um, <laughs> going through, uh, well, cooking together, traditions um, together. I made mom some I Love You Mom earrings that she was so proud of, loving on her, which is very difficult to do when um, someone that you're in relationship with is difficult with you. But I knew that her battle was not with me. It, it was hard to navigate, but I, I did know God showed me that it wasn't personal, as difficult as it was. And I am so thankful that God gave me opportunities to choose joy and to choose love and to forgive. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, Altered Stories show listeners. Happy May and Mother's Day. This is your chief storyteller host, Michelle Saunders Gutch. And welcome to my special Mother's Day episode 80, Blythe and Helen's Mended God Story. Thank you for listening to my podcast show that is part of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app, the world's most powerful Christian app. Friends, I hope you all had a fabulous Easter and Resurrection Sunday and Passover celebration. So much to celebrate and to be hope-filled and grateful for. I loved reflecting on God's great love for us, Jesus's death and miraculous resurrection. Now, friends, we're going to get to this show. I am super excited to bring to you two very special, lovely guests, a mother and daughter team, Blythe Daniel and her mother, Dr. Helen McIntosh. And friends, I was blessed to meet Blythe at the Spark Media Conference in Houston and reconnect with her in Nashville this past March. She's an author, literary agent, and marketer. She's a whole lot more. <laughs> she has written the Proverbs 31 Ministries, Focus on the Family, and the Camp and Christian Retelling for them. And she lives in my home state of Colorado with her husband and three children. Dr. Helen McIntosh, Bly's mother, is a counselor, speaker, educator, and author of Messages to Myself and Eric Hosea and the Peace Rug. Her work has appeared in Guideposts. I love Guideposts. They get the monthly. Parent Life and Home Life magazines. She resides in Georgia with her husband, and they have two children and five grandchildren. She and Blythe have written I Love You, Mom, and Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters. So now, friends, let's get to know them better. Hello, Blythe. Hello, Helen. Welcome to the show. How are you ladies doing? Great. 
Great. Thank you so much for having us, Michelle. We're so honored to be with you. Well, I'm doubly honored. This is amazing. So ladies, you know, this is my first time I've interviewed two Christian women on my show at a time. Um, So I'm super just excited and I can't wait to hear from both of you because I know my listeners are going to love this. So Blythe, is there anything else you'd like to share about yourself on a personal note that I haven't? Yes, I appreciate the opportunity to just come on and and share my heart really as a daughter and also as a mom. Uh, I have two girls and they're 14 and 12. And then I have a son who is the twin to the 12 year old girl. So we are in that preteen stage as well as teenager. And uh, I feel so grateful that um, I've been able to see healthy relationships in my family that's really made a difference in how I parent along with my husband, our children. And um, we have been involved in different ministry aspects. We are helping out with the youth at our church because we do believe in the next generation that that we are uh, upon us is, is this incredible mandate for us to raise up children that love God. And we, that starts in the home and, and goes out from there. So I do have a passion for writers and uh, and also for, I would say, youth, that next generation, the next voice that's, I think, so important for our culture. So those two are the, those two loves, in addition to my family, are what I really spend quite a bit of time on. And uh, I'm just grateful that God's given me the opportunities to do that. Well, that is so awesome. Thank you for sharing that in your heart. Like you speak from the heart. That's so awesome. So Helen, how about you? Is there anything else you would like to share? Oh, I think you probably covered it, but it is true that I love to address brokenness, uh, both as a counselor and as a Christian. I had a difficult relationship with my mom growing up, and so it, it has been my passion to learn from scripture and psychology that didn't conflict with my beliefs, behavior issues, and we just have done a lot of work in our two books that we collaborated on, Blythe and I, and we, you'll see a great amount of assistance, we hope, to help people communicate loving uh, words. You know, there are many, many scriptures Uh, having to do with the importance of words, isn't there? The freshest one that I I can recall at the moment is Proverbs 18.21 that says our words either give life or death. And I know your listeners are quite familiar with that. And so I would think it's been my passion to help and assist getting some help out to men and women both really who want to have better messaging going on in their relationships. So when someone says they have a problem, I'm elated (laughs) to to help them. So that is my passion, to help the brokenhearted. Yeah, we're kindred there. I will tell you that is all about why I started in Altered Stories Ministry. And that is to help the brokenhearted and bring hope and healing. So your words are going to do that today. And ladies, as you know, this episode is a special Mother's Day episode. And 
you know, I'd like to talk a little bit with you about your I Love You Mom book before we get into your God story. I love that Blythe had these at the conference and I've kind of been going through it, but you know, what a blessing, what a blessing this is. And so I would like to know what does it mean for a mom to be a blessing giver? Well, I really believe that mom as a a blessing giver is one who passes down encouragement to a child. Um, and, And it can work the opposite way where a child blesses their mom. And one of the things that we wanted to do with this book, I Love You, Mom, was to give um, words to the characteristics of a mom that, you know, she doesn't often hear um, from a child or a spouse or, or someone in particular, but I feel like that words of affirmation are so important for moms to hear. And so when we, we have a, a devotion in our book, I Love You, Mom, that's called Blessing Giver. And, and it basically says after, after some um, scripture and a, and a story, it says, you know, I love you, mom. You have blessed me in so many ways. And today I want to bless you through all that we have experienced as a family and all that we will continue to face together. I ask God to bestow his love and grace upon you. Thank you for the way that you have delighted in me and led me in love. And that's just a sample of of that word gift. But I do believe just in a practical sense that as moms, we do set the tone for how uh, conversation happens in the home, along with the spouse or another parent, perhaps. But um, I think it's so important that we pass down words of blessing to our kids um, and, and they us. And it's just so important that they start their day and end their day with with words that speak life into them. And so being a blessing giver can come through notes that we stick in places for them to discover, um, speaking words of blessing over them. Sometimes we'll even say, I bless your day today, or I bless the activities that you will walk through today at school. Just really specific ways where we can just you know, place a blessing from God over them, a seal of protection and a, and a mantle of peace and a, and a spirit of peace and protection over them. I feel like we're just guarding our kids in the Lord when we send them out to school or whenever they're maybe going to an activity. Um, but so often we may be rushed and we just want to slow down and take the time to bless them on their way. And we hope that they'll do that for us as well. Well, I love the reminder and um, we'll obviously get a chance to have you share how a listener can get one of your great books here in a little bit. But I'd also would love to hear from your mother about how a mother can share her gifts and traditions with her children. Thank you. I'm definitely the senior uh, of this duo and my generation really I would say on the average, doesn't feel like their life of ministry is still active. But I love Psalm 92 that talks about flourishing and our leaves being green and that we can bear fruit even in an old age. And I I feel a, an urgency for the women my age. I'm 79. And I, I think it, we... It is a beautiful time for us to uh, extend a legacy of love uh, for those that are older than we are and those that are younger. Uh, 
it is it is time for us to encourage one another to build one up one another up in the care of the lord and repair the ruins that have occurred and so we have much to do and our life is just beginning i really feel it's important so Blythe and I talk often about our legacy of love. We we hope that your listeners will join us. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that too, ladies, and I'm sure many will. So we're just going to speak those positive words of affirmation, okay? So, you know, ladies, I love sharing women's God stories. And today we are going to hear from both of you about your mended God story. I I don't want to take too much time because I want to get into your your God story, but I just like to hear why you ladies think that it's important to share your God story. Why is it important to share stories? I feel like it's important to share what God has done in our lives because it really is how other people grow and they might hear something that you say and it speaks to them. It might speak to them in a way that they haven't heard before. Um, You know, we love movies. We love stories. A lot of us love novels and we learn so much through story. I think about the parables that I've learned so much from and, and their stories. And so it is so powerful to share stories and, and be willing to share your story and be willing to listen to other people's stories. You know, a phrase that has been um, shared a lot at writers conferences where I go, Michelle, is people will often say, what's your story? And we, we know what that means. It means where have you come from? What has led you to this place of writing or or it might be it's another part of um, a, a ministry or a business or, or some sort, but what's your story? And so I think there's so many of us walking around with God's stories that we just haven't fully expressed. And um, I, I believe that with our story that God planted early on in our family, um, the desire to know him and to make him known to nations. And, and you know, mom can share some of her story with her mom and, and the difficulty that she went through growing up in a home um, where there wasn't uh, just a prolific amount of love. But what she did was she turned that into um, the opportunity for our home to be a home full of love and joy and thanksgiving. And so I learned much from my parents about God and came to a realization when I was a teenager that I needed God as my savior. And from there, you know, knew that for my life, I wanted to follow God. There was not another option. Uh, I saw people making different choices in high school that I knew I didn't want to make those choices. And so um, I just am grateful that God has has held me and kept me, you know, through some difficult circumstances. We all go through those. And um, but but God has been the center of, of my story and mom's and my story and, and our our families, our extended family. And, and I'm just grateful that God does work through story. He worked through men and women in the Bible. And a lot of those stories, we've just grown to love. We remember those stories when we reread the Bible. And uh, he's working in our story as well. Yes, he is. So anything you want to add, Helen, to that before you ladies start to share? I think she covered it well. And um, I, I really do. She sure Sure did. Yes. Thank you. So, ladies, it's now time to share with our listeners where you can share your amended God story. And, ladies, it's hard to share stories that 
you know, are so passionate, you're passionate about and doing it on, in a 30 minute timeline can be difficult even, but I know we have that book out there too, that we can obviously offer to our listeners, but I would like Blythe and Helen to hear where your mended God story began. Growing up, my mom had a very high sense of anger and addiction. And so the words that would come out of her mouth were very difficult. And so I grew up under a cloud of wondering how I was going to navigate all of that. But God found me and helped me, even though I didn't pray to receive him until I was 27. But I can look back and see how he protected me. But even then, before I I prayed to receive him, I had a sense of wanting to learn a different way. I wanted so much to have a, a different, completely different atmosphere for my children. And so uh, I know that you're familiar with the words that come when we focus on someone that we become like them. It's called patterning. And I knew that I did not want that repetition. And so um, I, sure enough, God was so gracious uh, when Blythe and I um, were able to start thinking about a book we wanted to share the difficulties that had cropped up in my life and that the very few tests that Blythe and I had, but if we could help others by sharing some of the principles that God gave us, we wanted to do that. So I hope we have turned the brokenness that was in my family of origin um, and to a really vibrant, relationship. Blythe and I have a wonderful relationship, and I'm so grateful that the other um, experience that I had was not repeated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. So, Blythe, I mean, when you and I spoke, you said there were times when you and your moms had bumps in the road, even though she was a godly woman, Christian woman, trying not to repeat but can you share with my listeners kind of where, where, where did those bumps hit without making you uncomfortable or your mother in any way? And then how did the Lord orchestrate healing from the, that? I know having had a strained mother and daughter relationship um, with my mother, that really carried itself forward with strained relationship with my daughter at times I, you know so i i just would love to hear from you Blythe. anything you might want to share around that mm-hmm. yes and you know these stories that we're sharing we put in our first book which is mended restoring the hearts of mothers and daughters and so um you know one of the things that we talked about in that book and and i'll just share from here is that you know as i became um an older teenager. So as I was finishing up high school and moving into the college realm, I really started pulling away from mom and in some ways, because I thought 
I was more independent. I was ready to be grown up. I was ready to leave. I was ready to go. My brother had gone a, a year before. And so the distance was more on my part than on mom's. But, you know, she was she was trying to, you know, figure out like what would be the best way to approach me. And so we we figured out different wording that we could use that wouldn't be offensive for me and that she could invite herself in to ask if I was doing okay or what I needed. And so, you know, I would say that in a normal trajectory as kids get older and start to leave the home, that there is some distance, there is some things to work through, especially when I went off to college and, you know, my parents were loving and, and helped me through some choices that I made. And yet, you know, we had to have those conversations. We had to sit down and look at, okay, you know, this is where we are maybe financially. This is where we are, where I am health wise. How, how do we get to those conversations? And there were times where I felt um, you know, like, oh man, I don't want to have to talk about this. Or I feel like maybe they didn't understand me, but we would come back together. And that was the key is that we would come back and talk about those things. Um, either they would initiate it, or I would say, guys, I really, I do want to hear what you have to say on this. And so, you know, there, there were those times of like, you know, Hey, I hope I'm making the right decisions. I don't want to displease them, but I also want to be independent. And so, um, you know, then later, you know, as I was becoming a mom, I didn't want to be feeling like I was being given advice because I wanted to feel like I knew what I was doing as a young mom. And so, you know, um, there were, there was a time where, you know, I felt like mom's comments to me made me feel like I was lacking or me and my husband weren't maybe doing something right. And so we took the time that we needed to process that my husband and I, because we know the principle that we leave and cleave. So we wanted to to be um, one unit coming back to mom and, and sharing our hearts. And so yeah, so you know, we've we've processed through some some hard places, but it's made our relationship stronger. And and that's the thing that I focus on is that we've had some conversations and even in years and in, in the last five years where I was helping mom through um, recovering from um, chemotherapy and some other health issues related to that, that um, I had to ask her some tough questions um, and, and really helped prompt her in some ways that's not necessarily what a daughter wants to have to ask, but we had a, a good relationship where we worked through some hard things and awkward things that she received my questions to her and she received my help out of just a spirit of knowing that I wanted the best for her. And so um, we constantly will ask each other, is it okay for me to share this? Or how do you feel about this situation? Or would you like to know what I feel like right now? Would you like to know what it feels like for me when I was your age going through that? So, you know, we, we try to honor each other without sounding controlling or that we're trying to make decisions for one another. And uh, I think that's been really helpful in our relationship. Well, it shows, ladies, you have a mutual respect. So, Helen, this question's to you. So, you know, you had a rocky road with your mother. And how did God orchestrate for you and your mother to come to a healing place? Did you have counseling involved in that? Or how did, how did God work in that? We really did make some strides before she passed away at an early age. So she had uh, counseling uh, two different times when she went to uh, treatment centers. And then, uh, but God gave us wonderful opportunities to grow. I I think her words (laughs) still 
were difficult to say the least. And so this is one of the main things that Blythe and I did in the mended book was to give conversation starters to mothers and daughters or mothers and other family members to bridge the gap. And we, I would guess, um, there are over three dozen conversation starters that we have given in the minute book, and some are on our website that Blythe will give you that data in just a moment. But I, one example would be, Mom, I want us to be closer, and uh, what do you think that we need to do to make things better? So that's an example. And Mother and I really did. Uh, bond in many ways. And I look back and I think some of the best things that God led me to do are things that we have in the I Love You Mom book. Um, (laughs) Going through, uh, well, cooking together, traditions um, together. I made mom some I Love You Mom earrings that she was so proud of. Loving on her, which is very difficult to do when um, someone that you're in relationship with is difficult with you. But I knew that her battle was not with me. It it was hard to navigate, but I, I did know God showed me that it wasn't personal, as difficult as it was. And I am so thankful that God gave me opportunities to choose joy and to choose love and to forgive. So that's kind of my story with mom. I've always hoped and prayed that it would be of great use for others in the body of Christ because there are more difficulties that people are having than not. So what would you want to add? Anything? Yes. I mean, the, the thing that I would add is just watching my mom navigate um with her mom, you know, I I saw what I did not want to have happen in our own family and, and just words that are spewed out or um, relationships that are full of tension. And so I just am so grateful because I didn't realize until I got into probably college and beyond that not all families operate the way that my mom and dad chose to operate in our family and chose to create in our home. And it makes me really grateful. And that's why we're so passionate about helping families strengthen and restore relationships, because we don't want families to get to a place where mom was, where, you know, you want to say everything you can to a family member. And sometimes you don't get to say everything you want to say. Um, I would say that mom shared a lot of what she was able and wanted to share with her mom, but there's always more healing that can be done. And we want to equip families to walk as closely as they can um, in this life on earth and, and to prepare themselves for heaven. And, and that's just a big um, mission of ours is to, to help people know that they've done all that they can do, that they have, um, they've restored and repaired as much as it is on their part to do so. So that's our passion. Well, ladies, I wish that I would have known you ladies when I was going through the healing process of restoration with my mom and our relationship. And I just cannot wait for 
others to hear this because it's so profound and so necessary. There are a lot of moms out there who may be believers and their daughters have not chosen to come forward in their faith. And I would love to hear from your perspective, you know, Helen, your your thoughts around that and how does a mother that's a godly mother, you know, work through the dynamic of having a child who's not a believer that, you know, what what recommendations do you have to encourage like Ruth, Ruth Graham, you know, she had prodigals. Um, but I would love to hear what your perspective is on that. One of the principles that we have in the mended book is that the relationship is much more important than differences of opinion. Uh, there are so many families um, with different opinions and stances and we don't have to all agree. In other words, we can have differences of opinion, but we really do want to work on the relationship. And in Ephesians 6, one of my favorite verses is uh, verse 13, which says, and having done all to stand. And I, I think that was sort of my motto <laughs> as I attempted to navigate difficulties with my mom. In other words, I kept thinking, I, I need, I can do this other thing. And Lord, is there anything else I can do? And he would show me another thing. And then there was a time when he said, you have done everything that you possibly could now stand. So that's why we did put in a lot of the, I say three, over three dozen conversation starters in the mended book to give people sentences that could be used to initiate reconstruction. And uh, I gave you an example a few minutes ago. Another one would be, um, uh, Mom, what is it that you need to see from me? What do we need to do to make things better? And so the initiator is very humble of heart. Really, it's hard to ask that when you're sitting there knowing what might need to happen. But in the interest interest of reconciliation, you ask the other person first, what do you think it, it, it we need to do to make things better? And it is incredible how this pulls down the bricks in the relationship. It really does. There are so many relationship killers, the control, criticism, not letting go, just, gosh, so many things. But this cuts to the chase. You're not necessarily having to go through the whole story again. You're just speaking from the present. What do you think we need to do to make things better? And it It cuts through and is just miraculous. I love that. Thank you for sharing. This is just amazing. So ladies, um, you have shared so much wisdom here, just incredible wisdom and practical steps, different things and different ways to help mend those relationships. And I would love to hear how 
can mothers and their adult children see their relationship in a new and fresh way from, you know, you, Blythe? Do you mind sharing your perspective on that? I think it's important for mothers and daughters and even mothers and sons and fathers and daughters that the relationships that we're talking about that, you know, um, each day is a new opportunity to trust God. And if you don't know what your relationship needs really is to go to God first and say, God, what do I need to do? And if you're not someone who's prayed ever, this might be an opportunity for you to say, you know, God, I, I do believe that you're probably there and you're probably listening to me. And, and I want to believe in you. I, d- I just am not sure how. And God, would you show me who you are really personally in my life? And I do believe that God will give you the opportunity to, to bring together your family when you ask him, when you ask him to help you in your relationships. Because we know that all of us know that relationships don't fill us up that only God can fill that place in our hearts that are longing for more. You know, a lot of us could probably say that we've been in relationships um, that haven't worked out and how devastating and hurt we feel. And, and the only person that will not disappoint us is God. And so I encourage anyone who's listening that hasn't reached out to God to ask for his help. And um, he will not let you down. And, and I feel like um, with relationships, the ones that I see that are healthy and good, I see families modeling what it means to give and receive love and be quick to ask for forgiveness. Um, I've, I've tried to do that with my own children because I, I want them to see me take responsibility for when I've messed up. And that's quite often. And so I'll go to them and say, I really shouldn't have said the words I said to you, or I shouldn't have come at you the way I did. Will you forgive me? And, and it's teaching them the skill that they're going to need for life as well. And so we're modeling to our kids, um, you know, what it looks like to take responsibility. And I truly believe that when we are asking forgiveness in the home and our kids feel loved, it changes the atmosphere in our homes. And so I feel like that's how moms can, you know, maybe this Mother's Day, you sit down with your family and ask your family, maybe each one at the table, if they would forgive you for a specific thing that you've thought, or it could even be a thought. It might not be even anything you said or did. Um, but but just to be able to be open and just to say, I want this to be the best Mother's Day it could ever be. And I'm just coming before you and letting you know that I have I have some downfalls or I have some things that I wish I could do over. And and will you help me get to the place where I'm um, able to do that with you? And so uh, kids, kids love to be able to ex- extend forgiveness. It makes them feel better when they mess up and they come to us and ask for our forgiveness or they just come and say, you know, mom or dad, I, I really messed up this time. But when we model that forgiveness to them, you know, I think they will come more often to us and it does bond us more closely. Yes, that's beautiful, Blythe. Thank you for sharing those tidbits because it does take a whole lot from a parenting perspective to swallow your pride and say, hey, I messed up. What can I do to make this better? Or how, um, please forgive me, you know, because God... It's so gracious and he forgives us what repeatedly, you know, when we do things. So we do need to model that in our relationships, but it does, it does require us to have grace and all those things. So I appreciate you sharing that perspective to, again, 
You know, I want to ask you this, Helen, because this is on my heart. There's a lot of mothers who are in heaven with Jesus and daughters that never had the chance to reconcile with their mothers. I guess there's a lot of of those types of um, daughters who walk around with shame and guilt and, and, you know, something might have transpired and the mother passed, you know, and they had problems and conflict that wasn't resolved. How would you minister to that daughter that never really had the chance to reconcile with her mother? Yes. Unresolved conflicts and regrets are terrible millstones, aren't they? It's so difficult. And I sure have a lot of compassion for those of your listeners that have experienced that. But I I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ would not want them to carry guilt any longer, but to share a one-time prayer of just pouring out your heart before the Lord and asking His forgiveness that you didn't do X or Y, but choosing to leave the regret at the foot of the cross. It's time to move on. And, you, you know, we are not responsible really for each other. We're only responsible for what's in our own heart. One of the word pictures we have put in the mended book is two cups bumping. And what spills out is what's in each cup's heart. It's, it's a diagram, really, of Proverbs 4.23, which says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. And so what com- you're only responsible for what comes out of your own cup. And just a few uh, weeks ago, God gave me another word picture that's a first cousin to the one I just described. And he said, Helen, I want you to picture a tennis court and you're only responsible for what's on your side of the net not um, help your your friends that are having trouble with that they're that are focused on the other side of the net and still blaming them and um, being uh, angry with them he said it's just the your side of the net and of course, this corresponds with, um, I believe it's it's Matthew seven where it talks about the log in your eye. So, God really does want you to let go of regrets and learn from those times when we not made the right decision. But it, it is hugely important that we take care of our own issues because really that's all we have control over. We do not have control over others and should not have control over others. That's that's a real relationship blocker. But I hope those diagrams might help those that are listening. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm looking forward to, you know, digging a lot deeper into that. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that. And um, ladies, um, we are getting to the end of our conversation today, but what I would like to do is just give you both an opportunity to share 
any other closing words um, for our listeners that you might feel led to share? Okay. You know, when you were talking, Michelle, about moms who maybe don't have the opportunity to make amends with their mom, I think one of the things that I would encourage them to do is to write a letter to their mom that they could read out loud. And it would really be almost like a prayer that they're praying to God of, um, of just releasing any guilt and releasing anything that they're still carrying from that relationship and that hurt that they aren't able to say in person. But we just find that being able to write these things out and speak them. And, and it might be something that you, you know, you settle with God, like, God, I will not continue to carry guilt or shame over how this relationship, um, you know, finished at the point that it did. And so I release this and I give this person to you physically, like you're taking the person and and handing them to God so that they're not, you're not carrying them any longer. So I, I think that could be could be helpful. And I just encourage people to know that it's never too late Mm -hmm. to have a good relationship. You might be praying for years and years for a stronger and a better relationship um, with a person that you're estranged from uh, a child or a mom or father, but know that God can do the miraculous. And it, when we stop giving up and praying and stop believing and have faith, you know, there's not much he can do with that. But when we continue to have faith and to pray and ask and seek, he tells us he wants us to seek and ask. And so that is, that's our job. That's our role. Yes. That's so beautiful. Blythe. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think that's powerful. So powerful. You know, this, the power of, writing and journaling and all those things. So it really makes a difference. Anything from you, Helen? These thoughts have just popped up and that is um, in Isaiah 58, 12 and in Isaiah 61, 4, God begs us to be repairs of the breach and to help rebuild the broken walls. And we just, Blythe and I both, appeal to uh, the mothers or daughters that are listening to be rebuilders. <laughs> we, we just encourage them to do what we call a legacy of love and for them to carry forth principles concerning the legacy of love. Upward and downward, in other words, older than them and younger than them, but especially begin to be very intentional in loving and rebuilding the ruins about you, doing what you can. You're not responsible for others, but what what you can do and what God especially leads you to do, we just encourage them to get on with it. These are such dark times and we really need to be um, fruitful. We, we really do. And I love the verse that says in Psalm 92 that we can be fruitful in an old age. Isn't that fun? Uh, someone gave me a, a, a little plastic cup of fruit, a stranger in a parking lot recently <laughs> and gave me that verse. And I have chewed on it ever since. And I, I consider it my duty, really, as as a child of the king to do even more for the generations. We really need to get 
get going. <laughs> yes. We'll make sure that's included in these show notes, Helen. <laughs> Powerful. So, well, ladies, um, let's, before I wrap up, can you share how you can be reached? Um, if you both want to share that, you know, we're, we'll have an episode page up there um, on our website that will highlight both of you, your media page, and then also other, you know, pictures if you want to share them, those types of things. Um, and we'll have the, the show notes included in that. But how could a listener that wants to talk to either one of you get a hold of you quickly or in your process? So folks can reach out to us through our website, which is ourmendedhearts.com. And that's O-U-R, mendedhearts.com. And then we're both on Facebook. It would be under Blythe Daniel and Helen McIntosh. And we're both on Instagram as well under our names. And so we would love to hear from anyone who wants to reach out and message us or let us know, um, you know, what we can be praying for you over. We get messages sometimes of people just saying, please pray for this family member. So um, we just appreciate the opportunity to connect. And thank you so much, Michelle. Well, and thank you again, ladies, for taking your time to share your God story with my listeners. And as I've shared, I know it's going to rock some worlds, bless many, and I cannot wait to share this. And friends, as I also said, we're going to have this episode up and available to listen to on our website. We're going to be releasing this, hopefully, uh, right the Sunday before or the Friday before um, Mother's Day and until the next show friends be heard and be healed Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based nonprofit and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 